Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I am your host, Sarah Arnold, and uh, today's been an interesting day. Um, I was uh, on the social media, and I saw something that, um, um, I guess I would say it, it really touched on some things that I don't think I fully processed, um, and that would actually be... Um, my first marriage. That's what I'm learning. The further I go in uh, where I'm at is um, how much I haven't processed from that in comparison to the second, which is kind of funny because, like, we weren't together as long. But um, I think I just buried it, you know? Like, so somewhere in the back of my mind is you know, this, um, I guess I would say this, uh, corpse of, you know, young love and hope that, um, I've never really set to rest, I guess, if I had to put it into terms. And, um, so I'll backtrack and tell you what I saw. Um, so one of the ladies at work recently got married. Um, her, her, uh, now husband, what is, uh, in basic training. Um, he also used to work with us and, um, he's in basic training and they're young and they just seem very full of hope in, there was a video snippet because she ended up going down to visit him in basic and I don't remember if he graduated yet or not, or if it was just, you know what I mean? Like they had a little, um, ceremony set up for it. Um, you know, when the time off or whatever, but, um, anyhow, there's this cute little video snippet and like to look at it, like the enthusiasm as she's running towards him, it's like, you know what I mean? This is like the reunion after a prolonged separation. Um, and, um, uh, like the there's like a certain level of enthusiasm and excitement in her step as she's making her way towards him and um obviously so this takes me back to my first marriage um cuz you know if if you've been listening you know you know my first husband was in the military um he ended up going for training that was supposed to be four months and some shit happened and it got, um, prolonged. And, um, like, basically, my, I mean, part of it is my upbringing as well. But, um, these kind these kinds of things really, um, hit me in my touchy-feely parts. Um, they, they really tug at my heartstrings, like, very, very heavily. And, um, I think part of that, you know what I mean? It's like, um, I, uh, sorry, I'm trying to find words and it's a struggle, but, um, it's almost like, um, like that, that was something that I hoped for that I had never achieved, I guess, for lack of a better term. You know what I mean? Um, due to the way that he and I dealt with the separation, like, we never really had that 
you know what I mean? Like that kind of a reunion. I think the closest thing, um, in 2004, I ended up flying out like at the last minute to go see him for Christmas. I think, I don't remember if I flew out on Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve. Um, it was probably Christmas Eve because I really don't remember anything being open. But, um, and I don't know how to describe it, like that whole circumstance. Like there was, I, like it was one of those things where, um, we had a nice enough time, but something about the way that everything unfolded in those moments, like, I just knew, like, this is over. Um, and maybe that would be like, you know what I mean? Essentially my trauma response being triggered where, um, like, I don't know if there's something about staying up crying until like four o'clock in the morning or whatever o'clock in the morning while he's sleeping, um, unbeknownst to anything that I'm feeling in those moments, like, there's something very final about that that it's really hard to elaborate on because of, uh, like, I don't usually let people in, you know, like the whole, the whole saying of like emotionally unavailable people attract emotionally unavailable people. Like there's some legitimacy to that because like, I find that, um, even if I want to open up, like, I don't know how to, and like, I, I feel like at the same time, too, like, like, um, like, oh, words, like, once I feel like somebody's broken my heart, I don't know how to open it back up to that same person ever again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't know how to bridge that and get things back to, you know what I mean? Like, being copacetic you know, or some semblance of normalcy, like, I've, it's not something that I've ever experienced, like, legitimately, and so I don't understand it, um, but, um, yeah, part of that probably also stems from the vulnerability, um, that I had with, um, the ex that I talked about a couple of episodes back, like, there was a legitimate level of vulnerability, um, that was expressed at that time. And like, I pretty much experienced nothing but betrayal and confusion. And that actually might explain a lot. Like that might explain a lot of why I can't like open up anymore. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like there's something about this, um, posting that I saw, like, I guess what I would say is that, um, it, it took me back to that place, kind of, and then at the same time, I think it kind of helped me to realize that, like, like, I don't think this is ever something that I really grieved at the time that I knew this happened. Instead, I just kind of, like, you know, like, tucked it away and, um, you know, found a multitude of distractions so as to not have to feel the feelings and, um, you know what I mean? Really think about everything that happened and why it happened the way that it did and how to be better. And, um, so yeah, that's kind of, um, this little video snippet, just a tiny little video snippet, um, kind of put me in a weird headspace of mourning something that will never be, you know, um, morning that reunion that would never happen.
Because, like, I, fuck, I don't even know where he is now, but, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, that's a lost moment in time. But, um, yeah, it just, like, I don't know, it just put me in that headspace. And, um, it's funny about that is that takes me to an- another story that I feel like, um, part of that, like, it's one of the, like, I've had so many different things like small things that have just like accumulated over time that have really pushed me into where I'm at now and like one of them is also kind of pertinent here and so I'll tell you that story as well so I might have the timeline a little bit off but I don't think it's too off early 2021 right we have a uh, supervisor position that's open and I'm conducting interviews, right? And um, for the supervisor position. One of the people that I interview is um, one of my work kids, okay? Because I've got my fair share of those. It's this young girl. Um, she's 22, um, you know, fresh, energized, intelligent, full of life, hope for the future. And... Um, what I would say goes a little something like this. There was something about, um, there was something very alarming about conducting that interview and it wasn't because, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't because of her, but I guess what I would say is that uh, I had a realization when I was conducting that interview and, um, about my own life and where I was. And that's like, you know what I mean? Because basically what I felt like in being the person on the other side of the table, having this conversation with somebody in that place is like, she reminded me a lot of myself and it made me think, wow, she reminded, she reminded me a lot of myself at that age. I was young and energetic and so full of hope and promise. And it just like, in the same moment, it just kind of made me, like, I just had the next thought was, was like, what the fuck happened? And, uh, that was one of many things that was happening in early 2021 that kind of helped me to have a mental breakthrough. And it kind of helped me to realize, like, this isn't the path that I want to be on. Like, what the fuck happened to my life? <laughs> what the hell happened to me? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it made me realize, like, really, really realize, like, that there was a, there was a moment in time that I used to be a happy person. <clears throat> you know, I used to love my job. I used to enjoy life. I didn't used to have to be on medications for my brain. Um, you know, I used to have curiosity and so many other things, you know, like, and so this is, this is one of the, <clears throat> this is one of those, um, what's the word? It was like, it was another catalyst, you know I mean? It was another mental catalyst for me realizing that I was miserable, you know, where I was at and that, um, my life as I knew it, like, it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. You know, like it wasn't like there was no joy, you know, and any day, like, you know what I mean? The, like I used work as an escape from my home life and <clears throat> I was just 
I don't know. Like, I was so tired. Like, I just felt like I was, like, like, the weight of everything was on my shoulders all the time. It was heavy. You know? And I felt alone. A lot. And, uh, there's something to be said about, um, feeling alone when you are with another person. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to feel alone when you're isolated and alone. Like, it's a whole different ball game when you feel that burden, when you are not. And so, um, <clears throat> yeah, like, that was, if I had to make a guess, I feel like that was around January of 2021. And that's, you know what I mean, right? And that's right before things got started getting really chaotic at home, you know, but it was, at the, it was still the time frame that I, where I was waking up and seeing that like, this isn't where I want to be like this, like, you know what I mean? It's when I was starting to really grasp that, like where I'm at is not a healthy place. Like I'm not okay. Like I'm really not okay. Um, you know, <clears throat> but like, I have things, like, what I'm realizing now, though, as I look back on that, is that, you know, like, there, I have a lot of, like, I've been carrying a lot of internal turmoil that we're basically, you know what I mean, like, I don't, oh, I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole, so I'm just gonna fucking come out with it, right? Because I realize this, this is something else, it's tied into something from the other day, so I was having a conversation with my father the other day, right? And I don't remember exactly what it is about, but just whatever it is, like, it's difficult. You know what I mean? It's like we're trying to accomplish something and just every interaction is difficult. And in the process of this, like, my dad is asking me to do, like, a thousand things. And, like, what I'm realizing is I'm having this conversation with my father is, like, holy fuck this is why, this is, this is why, this is why I married somebody that needed their fucking hand held through life is because I have an unhealed father wound. You know what I mean? This is something that I haven't tended to. This is how I ended up where I was. Holy shit. Like, and what I'm noticing, like these random little epiphanies like this are happening like all the time now. You know what I mean? Like I'm constantly having these fucking like aha moments where like, how I ended up where I did, you know what I mean? Like the behavior, like there are so many awarenesses that are coming in like so consistently, like sometimes it's overwhelming, um, you know, but at the end of the day, like, I think what it really boils down to is that like, I was drawn to the familiar somehow on a subconscious level, you know, like, I was drawn to this person that had, you know, woundings that felt like there was something familiar about it. And I'm guessing that was the masking behavior is what felt familiar because, um, like there, my ex used, like my ex was really funny. Like, you know, like the thing that first drew me to him was a sense of humor. Like, he was funny. Like, 
he would just say fucked up shit. And it made me laugh. And, like, I don't know what it is. Like, like, I am a sucker for anybody that makes me laugh. Like, if you make me laugh, like, okay, you just fucking stick a fork in me, I'm done. Like, you don't even have to fucking try hard at anything else. Just make me laugh and, like, that's it. Like, so there's something to be said about a humorous person. Like, really. Um, and what I'm realizing now is that, uh, there's more to, <laughs> there's more to connection than just funny time, right? Which, I'm um, like, laughing is wonderful. It really is. But at the same time, like, the things that I didn't see was the lack of, like, connection below that, you know? Um, and, like, I found that out entirely too late. Like, it was all very circumstantial. But that's what I'm seeing now. Like, what I'm really starting to get a good understanding on. And it's taken me a while to realize that, like... Because, I mean, fuck. Even coming out of that, like... I didn't know... Like, I didn't... You know what I mean, I didn't know anything. Like, I didn't know, like, what it was that I needed. What it was that I wanted. You know what I mean? Um, Like, what I, what am I looking for? You know, things like that. Like, I would have had no fucking clue. And I really have had no fucking clue for ever like except like recently I've been able to take a step back and really assess you know what I mean because they're like I realize now there are certain um I don't know if I would say that they're necessarily qualities or more so dynamics that um I am looking for and like I like I there are things that where I know like I know uh, certain amounts of needs that I have that need to be met and like I'm actually in a place where I can identify them and like that's it's a weird thing because I think if I would have tried to like if I would have had this conversation with somebody like six months ago like I wouldn't like eh. you know what I mean like ask me what I need like probably fucking stare at you like you're speaking a foreign language you know what I mean like I, I have needs this is news to me weird um and so like I think that's part of the growth process is really having an understanding of all of those different facets of myself and uh, like at the same time like uh, you know allowing myself to grieve things as they come up because fuck when you bury things for you know what I mean when all of your emotions are buried for like practically 20 years um you know, things will come up and surprise you that you didn't, you know what I mean? Things that you didn't know were still there will come up. And that's kind of what I'm feeling now is like whatever random shit, um, you know what I mean? Comes up. That's what I'm feeling. And uh, like allowing it to come and just sitting with it. And I don't know, being okay with feeling it, whatever it might be you know, and understanding it too. Like, that's the other thing. It's like really understanding what is this? Where is this coming from? Why is this? Um, yeah, like, I don't know. Something. It's definitely something. But, you know, like, uh, sorry. <laughs> but, I guess what I'm mourning is the hope for the future that was lost, you know, from that early relationship, you know, 
especially after having seen glimpses of it's it's almost like sometimes when I get to see um certain people's relationships it's almost like a glimpse into a parallel universe where it's like this is this is the what if you know getting to see the what if through somebody else's experience and it's I don't know it's something because one of my work kids is actually very similar like similar personality type similar situation to my first marriage and um like it's different you know like getting to see the the post separated life and you know what I mean like what the domestic life would have actually looked like um yeah it's a it's a vibe like it's hard to elaborate on like seeing that it's like the only thing I know is I you know like she struggles sometimes so I just try to make sure that you know what I mean she knows that I'm here you know, I like to make sure to reach out and see how she's doing. And she reciprocates and does the same for me. And like, you know, it's again, <laughs> all of the healthiest relationships I have in my life were established from my working environment. Like, I don't know why that is, but it is that in my youth, you know, like it's like, uh, I, anybody that I've met in my personal life with during the duration that I was with my second spouse like like they don't get the authenticity you know what I mean like instead it's like fucking brick walls and guards and you know what I mean conscientiousness in terms of what the output is so I don't have to worry about actually being seen it's strange. It's very surreal. Like, I don't know. It might, it might have to go with the isolation. I'm not really sure. Like, there's something about that. Like, it's... It fucks with your head. You know what I mean? There, there's something about somebody basically, you know, like... Because the thing you gotta understand when it comes to that kind of a behavior, that's not shit that really happens overnight. It's a fucking... It's a slow process, you know? Like, and I know it sounds really fucked up, like... Like, those kinds of mind games, you know what I mean? And that kind of... Like, that level of manipulation and things like that, it takes me back to... Uh, like, the comparison I make is, like, Nazi Germany. And I say that because, like, Hitler didn't do all that fucked up shit overnight. You know what I mean? Like, it was a slow process, and at the same time, while he was doing all that fucked up shit, he was also doing good things for the government in the, you know what I mean, in the country, and that's why people supported him. They didn't support him for his evil, they supported him for all of the industry that was growing within the confines of the country. And, uh, let's just say a, uh, an abusive relationship is not that different. It's not. It's, it's a very similar principle where, you know what I mean? It's, everything is slow moving over time. It's like, you don't, like, you don't see what's happening until it's way too late. Like, way too late. But, like, one of the issues that I have pertaining to that is, um, and the, the other thing to consider as well is, like, first of all, like, unhealthy relationships aren't unhealthy all the time. You know what I mean? That's another thing that it's very important to keep in mind. You know, they're like good times happen because if it was just bad all the time, then it wouldn't last as long as it, you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't have the same longevity. 
because there ha there there has to be something to keep you there. Um, and that would be basically hope to the return of, you know, goodness or, you know, hoping for the return of what was, um, you know what I mean? But then sometimes comes the reality that what was is just a fucking illusion that you painted in your mind when you were in the honeymoon phase and your brain was all fucked up on you know all of those chemicals and hormones that it releases and so what you think was wasn't and you're really just looking at the past through rose colored glasses um and yeah it's a very common thing it's a very common thing like i watch a lot of different videos about this from a lot of different people and the song remains the same no matter who you fucking talk to but it is what it is you know like I'm just pushing towards the future and trying to process these things as they come and understand it and be better because that's pretty much all I can do is keep going keep moving forward like that that's what I have right now is to keep moving forward into my future and being here in the present and so that's what I would advise anybody who's dealing with any of this kind of stuff um, is feel your feelings allow it to happen but at the same time like be present and look towards the future and that's all i've got for today so everybody uh, hope you have a great day and be well